Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyoli, and this is a very special bonus episode of Sex Stories, normally a podcast where I ask people all of the details of their sex lives, but the one and only man whore, human name, Billy Presida, is interviewing me. Billy and I met back in the spring of 19, and he is the first sex podcaster colleague I ever connected with, so I invited him to be on Sex Stories, and as divine timing would have it, I was on my way to New York that week because I had a plane voucher to use and wanted to see Hilma off Clint's circles at the Guggenheim before they went away. So I was going to be in his city and he let me come over to his place in Brooklyn and ask him all about his sex life in his own apartment. And recently he appeared on our 100th episode. Host of the Man Whore podcast, Billy has interviewed his ex hookups as well as sex educators and porn stars, sex workers, queer performers, and stand-up comedians. I think what I like about him the most is that he is just so down to explore. He is just down to do things that are sexy. He wants to have a sexy time. He models sex positivity and clarity in a way that I so admire and I wish more people would emulate. And there's also something sort of about that like East Coast cool vibe. I don't want to say blase, but you know what I mean. Like East Coast people, you're like, okay, sunny California. It's just so different from my hyper-friendly Californian family that I was raised in. So not saying it's unfriendly, saying I like just love it. <laughs> so go find the Man Whore podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In fact, if you are not driving right now, I encourage you to pause this episode and go subscribe. And then go find him on Instagram. He is at Billy Presida and on OnlyFans at Call Me Billy. I do think that the world needs more dudes talking about sex in sensitive yet manly ways. And I think that what I find sexiest about Billy is he is just super open. He's open to trying things, open to reflection, open to shitting his cock on OnlyFans. So um, he's open to getting greasy and popping balloons. And that is the sort of exploratory, playful vibe that led me to unlock my own sexual creature. And I had no idea that she was caged up, nor did I have any idea that she would get turned on by being locked back in a cage once she got a master. But... 
And it's this baseline self-exploration that I did leading up to my deciding to explore kink and sex and figure out my sexual self and look for Dom that led me to all of this being here in your ears. So because this week is the launch of my book slash journal slash collage slash puzzle slash Instagram project, Know Thy Fucking Awesome Self, here is me getting to know myself with the help of my favorite man whore. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. My experience as a female who's very friendly and is very genuinely interested in many people and then also is attracted to people, like I sort of do exude this like, hi, I want you energy, which doesn't mean that I want to act upon it. I don't have time. I mean, maybe like, I mean, maybe if people actually like paid me lots of money on my OnlyFans, although I've been getting lots of tips lately, which feels good because I just started and I still have to figure out how everything works. But like, for example, today I was shopping at Target and then at post office and I'm just minding my own business. But both places, I was only in each store for about 10 minutes and people, random strangers walked up to me, interrupted me and like asked me questions as if I were some authority. Like, like I don't... And, like, they thought I worked there, but I was just dressed in, like, yoga pants and, like, a sweatshirt. And so I was like, what? I was like, I'm wearing a backpack and I have, like, a grocery bag full of artwork, like, packages. Like, what? Why are you? Leave me alone. Um, you know, and so I do like people, but I was reflecting upon how grumpy I was. Like, because to the first gentleman who, he was like, oh, sorry, I thought you worked here. And I was like, I don't. And then he, like, came back around and I was, like, looking at underwear at Target because they had some really soft ones. And then he, like, starts approaching me and, like, talking to me again. He's like, do you know about this thing? And I was just like, I'm sorry, why are you talking to me right now? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just thought, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not in a people mood. I'm just not. I wish I were just, like, ballsy enough to be like, I'm looking at underwear, fuck off. But then I do, but I have this, like, farm girl nice family thing that comes out and and so i i don't know i'm um i think i need to get more in touch with my personality asshole uh -huh. the same way i've gotten in touch with my own asshole <laughs> physical asshole yeah you got to get in touch with that ability to tell a random stranger hey go fuck off leave me alone well so i'm really i'm really good at it if it's actually on the street so mm -hmm. like if i'm outside on the street like i like i've had people i live in downtown los angeles near skid row so i've had people like walk toward me with their zombie hands like aimed at my boobies and i have i've definitely yelled some very loud fuck offs i will kill you if you touch me type thing like and i just and it's just like rage that passes through and i sort of like take a step toward them like and so i do have this like um I have a fight reaction when threatened, apparently, is what I've learned, but not if I'm inside a store. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I, I should say real quick, we're here right now with a fellow slutcaster, Y.O. Lee. Oh, slutcaster. I love that. <laughs> I learned like the that? term butt slut. And now I would say I'm specifically a butt slut caster. <laughs> But it is sad that, I mean, you know, where, where we were trailing in was like I had asked uh, Wyo, like, uh, anything off limits. And you were like, well, um, could we just like make it clear that like I don't fuck random listeners? So just don't randomly solicit just, me. And I go just like, because they exist. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't know. And I, I'll ask you in a second, but it's like, it was just so sad that you even felt like we have to make it known. Please don't randomly solicit Wyo. Well, welcome to the female experience, I think. 
Oh, gosh. I are think... you telling me that the internet is tougher for you than me? Well, I don't know, though. <laughs> don't you get that kind of attention from gay dudes? Like, I'm if you're very, naked? I'm a special different case. I have what, put like, myself in Like, you're like, hey, a... open for business or what? No, it's just more I've put myself in a weird niche of things where, like, I'm an outlier. You can't include like what? me in a data set. Maybe I can learn from you, though. Uh, I'm a don't learn kind. anything from me. I am. Why not? Because I'm. Look at my face. Do we need to learn anything from this? Well, right I look now? at your face, Billy, and here's what I see. I see sparkling blue eyeballs that match your. Well, they're a little bit brighter actually than your gray blue shirt, and they do, they're brought out by your headphones. Actually, right now your eyeballs look like they match your head. Oh, now they're a little. They bit, do now match my headphones. Oh, beautiful. Why do you think I got the the blue skull candies? <laughs> I see a. I, I see a gorgeous smile. I Gosh. see a little man beard. Stop what, it. It's and I, keep I going. see keep going, I see hair stop. that I would run my fingers through and like pull a little bit and like scruffle <laughs> up and make it messy hair. I see some blushing. <laughs> I don't know if that's my lighting or actual blushing, but yes, it, um, you have a lava lamp. It's just glowing a little bit red you, on your. You cheek. can't see where I'm blushing. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So Wyo's got a very flirty personality everybody uh so much because i like people when they're nice to me and when they're following the rules when they're not being rude and what are the rules to not be rude my rules are please be consensual (laughs) like like if you want to do something and i haven't consented to it ask me Mm -hmm. you know if you want to hit on me if you want to do something that is outside if, if it's something that would make that you wouldn't do in front of your parents or grandmother like ask don't walk toward me with your hands outstretched thinking it's okay to grab my boobs yeah i don't know how you operate in life with such a big smile all the time when like the bar is just so incredibly low and people still walk into it yeah well i uh i do get very grumpy but it's usually late at night and then i go to bed yeah Yeah. (laughs) give myself a little uh, a little ride on the vibrator and then i'm like and then i get a smile back oh well i mean there you go uh that's always a way to get a nice little smile oh yeah (laughs) but you uh you host a show called sex stories Mm -hmm. uh great seo as we have talked about uh because which you've been a guest on (laughs) uh twice now right yeah twice technically yeah Yeah, so you're you're most recently on episode 100 we just had our 100th episode and then i forgot i looked it up your first one is early it was like 14 or 20 or something like that so well congratulations that's huge 100 episodes look at you yeah (laughs) that's so exciting that's great what what why don't you tell us what is um your podcast about like what's the what what can people expect besides obviously billy's amazingness wouldn't it be billing? great if it was just like a food podcast? Uh, no, we're talking <laughs> that really would be so sexy recipes. Deeply disappointing. <laughs> well, actually, oh my god, it's so funny that you say that because I was just talking to my little sister who just graduated culinary school, and this morning I was like, "Babe, let's collaborate on a sexual, sensual cookbook." Your and sister? so that's a, my with my little sister. Yeah. So, uh, so that's you have that's a very special be... relationship. We do. Well, I mean, no, no, we're not gonna like. We don't do sexy things, to be very clear. I didn't say that. I'm just, you know, my my sisters can barely handle that I do this for work. Oh, (laughs) no. Well, so my sister is very buttoned up compared to me. For example, she would not. you're literally unbuttoned. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Why those like tits are basically out? I don't button (laughs) flannels. I just tie them at the bottom and then they get loose. I don't know. (laughs) It's too much work. Um so, like, she wouldn't be a guest on my show because it's one-on-one conversations with people about the details of their sex lives. So it covers, mm-hmm. like, 
their body feelings, their physical feelings, sexy things they like, stories they've experienced, like the highs, the lows, and then all the fantasies that they want to do but haven't done yet. And so it's so it's super fun. You never know which direction the episode's going to go. But uh, my sister is, she, well, I shouldn't say that. That's personal. Okay, so that's a good example of I was going to share personal information I don't have. I'll just say it in more general terms. She's like, has an easier time with sex than I do. Like she doesn't have problems. Um, and she like has a good time and isn't like, like I'm a very anxious person. I have a really hard time orgasming and I've gotten rejected a lot. And I, I will just say like, objectively speaking, I'm not, I'm not ugly. And because of all of the cultural messaging that women receive around, like, Oh, guys just want to fuck all the time. It's a really bad feeling to like get rejected over and over mm. again by straight dudes who are supposed to be like the ones that definitely want to fuck you no matter what. But like that was I the got... messaging you were you received growing up was like be on the defense. Guys are going to be all yeah. over this. So you think when you're offering it that they're going to be it's going to be a line out the door. And exactly. I, I think women are I think y'all are not set up properly for rejection because no, when not. i've rejected women um <clears throat> not even like rejection i mean like we'll be in bed and we'll be like fooling around and they'll want to fuck and i'll be like i don't know if i want to fuck tonight but like maybe yeah. next time definitely i've had l- multiple times grown fucking women raise their voice and yell at me <gasps> really? for not fucking them when they were pr- when they were ready you know, it's like what? Because, and I think it's just because, huh. like, a guy. Yes, guys can get exactly like that, but I think also a lot of guys are prepared. for They rejection. know, yeah. We're and taught they, you're going to have to fight for this because they're exactly. always going to not want it, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, so that's not fair to you because maybe if you were taught that, hey, sometimes you're going to get rejected, maybe it wouldn't feel so fucking sharp. Yeah, but luckily, I worked with pickup artists for a couple of years, producing their reality online reality show. Yeah, that's Which that's one? when I. Um, it, it, I don't know if it's still out there. I don't think you can find it, but one, it's called the girls game, but then season oh, I meant, two, I meant like which pickup guy. Oh, I, oh, I feel oh. like they have always had um, fun names. Me how me how powers. Uh, um, well, I don't like <laughs> he, him already. He was mystery's roommate way back in the day. Oh, so, oh. um, yeah. So that's a small community. It was a very strange time in my life. And after I finished the second season, I shaved my head and traveled around South America for six months, wondering why I, why I'd made such a mess of my life. But um, no, but I want to, but I do want to circle back to the rejection thing because yeah. the closest thing that I got to a sex talk, which is one of the first questions that I ask my guests, was my mom was just like, "Now, sweetie, because of your hourglass figure, you have a fundamentally sexy body. And I just remember the way she said body. And so she cautioned me that like, you know, the time might come when I might get a boyfriend and I don't need to feel pressured by him, even if he says I love you. Mm-hmm. And I was never given any information about what to do if I was extremely horny and was like pursuing men to fuck them because I didn't know that I liked everybody yet at those young ages. Um, and so, yeah, so I tried to lose my virginity three times before it finally happened. I, yeah, I got, I got a lot of rejection in my life. So, yeah. And, and what, what was, what were the thoughts when you're hearing that? Like, is it, oh, are well, you so, startled or? So now, no. And luckily I, with those two years that I worked with pickup artists, I got to hear them coach other people. I learned a lot of pickupy stuff, which I really hadn't connected to the stuff that I'm doing now with sex stories, which is hilarious. And I'm mm-hmm. laughing at myself. Um, but, I, but I have had 
lifelong obsession with why is this hard for me? Like, why is this so hard? Why is it so hard for me to just talk to people, mm. and, especially when it's about sex? And so now as an adult woman who is learning more about herself more and more and more all the time, I have learned I'm a very specific flavor and I like, like I'm a little weird and I'm not, I'm, I, <laughs> I was trying to be like, what flavor? Oh, you talking, are we talking about the weird thing? Oh yeah. I know about that. It's uh, you know, wild. Why is a very individual, uh, unique LA type. Well, uh, <laughs> I, but I would, I'd also be curious to hear because I have a lot of people look at me and basically usually they think I'm much cooler than my actual personality is like, I'm kind of a goober. I love to be silly. I wiggle every day. Uh, it's a way to be body positive so that I can love all my parts, even my wiggly ones. I wear silly animal hats. Like, like I like to be silly. I think it's very fun. And I think there is something about like my straightforward but childish nature that throws a lot of people. I don't know. What what was your experience meeting me? Because like I was I felt like I was so excited to see you and then I was like, I think he's cooler than me. Oh, I am not cool at all. Uh I'm very lame. <laughs> no. Why? I mean, I was just like, oh, this is like this like, you know, artsy individualist uh LA type. And I don't know. I didn't I didn't think anything like negative. Mm. I was just like, oh, you know. Well, I did. Did you know I grew up on a farm with military medical professional parents? And it's actually only in the last couple of years that I've been like letting myself be publicly artisty. Yeah. Yeah. What was that about? Uh, well, I went to South America and thought a lot about what I wanted to do. No, and... I meant the upbringing part. It's like, you know, you were you were raising this family like uh, and you got this talk from your mom who referred to you. It's <laughs> like you have a sexy body, fundamentally speaking. Fundamentally like, sexy. That's to males <laughs> because they're wide, childbearing hips. Well, my mom was a nurse. She sure. taught labor and delivery and, you know, loves babies. Um, so I, I haven't given her a baby, but she understands I have to yeah. find the right person. But have you always been um, so sexually open and straightforward or like is no. it just no. like like what was that transition aha moment? I mean, you were working with these pickup guys. You had mom who like gave you this weird semi-sexual warning. And, <laughs> and now, you you know, yeah. now you <laughs> do Zoom podcasts with your tits out and you, you talk about yeah. sex stories. <laughs> well, so I would say that it started when I... I wasn't this open when I was working with the pickup artist. I was exploring polyamory for the first time. I fell what in love. What drew you to that gig in the first place? Was it just like a, a gig friend. and you're in L.A.? Or? Um, I was in. Well, so one of my very good friends introduced me to. So I am an independent filmmaker that just hasn't made enough movies yet. Mm -hmm. But when I was 22, I wrote and produced and acted in my first feature film. And I shot it at my parents' house and it's like, it doesn't have release, like it's on my computer because I was too tired to try to get it released and I'm just going to hang on to it until I can package it with something else someday. I don't know. But I was tired of working at the bar and I wanted to quit. And so I was like, well, I have producing credits and I started getting producing jobs and I used to produce like right when virtual reality became a thing and they had the first headsets. I did a couple of like web spots with one of my friends who worked, he now develops VR games. Um, the company is Stress Level Zero. So some of my best friends from college introduced me to, they used to be like YouTubers and made friends with this pickup artist, Adam Lyons. And so I started oh, working Adam, with- Oh, Adam, he's been on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so so Adam, Adam and I worked together for one year and then like it was me and Adam and Mihao and then it was just me and Mihao because I think Adam, that's when they moved to Texas or something. Okay. 
but um but yeah so so we had a mutual friend that introduced us and i was looking to make content and to make more stuff and to practice producing and writing and pitching stuff to yahoo and i was hoping to make you know, connections with people at Yahoo screen, which then folded during our second season. And so then I was like, oh, oh, all of this was for nothing. Oh, 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 Um, you know, and so it was that experience where I realized I was producing stuff that wasn't stuff I cared about. Like it wasn't my stuff Mm. and it wasn't it wasn't satisfying like I thought it was going to be. I thought the idea of teaching women to pick up dudes was great, but the way that we did it, because it was such a short budget fast budget and everything um you know we didn't really get to teach them and so producing is also a lot of work and i also cheated on a boyfriend for the first time last time and that was the last boyfriend i had that was five years ago and i fell apart like i hated myself Mm -hmm. and and i also cheated on him with someone who i fell deeply in love with it was the first female bodied person that i'd ever been with Um, they were married at the time and I was like, I'll move to New York to be with these people I'm in love with. And it was before I knew anything in in Brooklyn. I'll say that. Oh my God. I know. I know. I know. Like a flannel Uh, triad. No. Very bush. When I, when I'm there, people ask me for directions, but that's true everywhere. Like when I was in, when I was in Argentina, like, and had long blonde hair, I would get, I stopped on the street and asked for directions. And so I'm just like, what? Um, and that was before I spoke any Spanish. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, so so that, all of that is to say, like, I both the, the pickup artist thing is like a weird origin story because it both kind of like broke me job wise because like all those relationships fell apart the same time I finished the second season and I was just exhausted and realized I wasn't like living a life of my own values. And then that coincided with, um, you know, this confusion around sex and all of it like all of the relationship stuff I just like my life had kind of crumbled and so I shaved my head and went traveling for a while and while I was there I did a lot of thinking about and some sex along the way but that was also where I was like why is this sex not very fulfilling and so I just kept asking the question and then it was when I got back from South America that I went on FetLife and was like I'm gonna explore what it's like to be tied up and then it just so happened that the first dude that I met and messaged with who I liked we got along so well. We had a fuck ton in common and he ended up being my master. Wow. And so that was, yeah, that was, um, we started seeing each other, started talking in March of 2017 and started going out the following April. And we'll get back, get to that in a minute. Uh, is this the same, I want to go back to the pickup thing, but first, is this the yeah, same yeah. master that you have now? Yes. Okay, we have cool, recently cool. started seeing each other again and it's been, you know, it's been a lot of, it's been life changing and also like, a more intense relationship than I ever could have bargained for. Cause I had no idea what kink was. Totally. So back then, you know, you're still like, it sounds like a little sexually sheltered, um, you know, having but trouble curious. with these relationships, curious, like, like so hopeful. Like I did all the holes on my first night. Like I was like, I want to try everything. And so like, I, you know, so very, very curious and enthusiastic, but like, for some reason, not a researcher, like not an okay. online sex researcher. Um, and how did you feel about um, pickup when you started working with these guys? Was there anything you kind of learned or uh, did anything kind of come to light while you worked on this show? Uh, I think the main thing, just to take it full circle, it's about pattern recognition and numbers and so much of the ego that we get caught up in relationally just like doesn't have to do with us. Mm -hmm. So I would say those are like my main positive benefits 
like the, my big, my big positive takeaways from working with them is mm-hmm. that it's just about like trying and thinking through the other person's experience. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh, pickup art is so sleazy. So disgusting, That's which me. I know, <laughs> which I know because anytime I've revealed to someone that I've tried to go on a date on date with, they're like, Oh, so are you picking me up right now? And I'll be like, well, no, but like, you and I met for coffee and now we're walking around the block together. And so because of how human brains are wired, that gives us the feeling of going on an adventure that only we two can share. And then if we do another thing and then another thing, and then if I do a thing called a future projection where I'm like, Oh, we should go to echo park sometime and do the paddle boats. Like that plants a seed of, desire and then and there if are you different like ways add anal you to can... it just like you really ensure <laughs> that they come back well <laughs> okay so you would so you would think so but I, what I, i'm I learning it. no but what i'm learning is that i have to fucking slow down about talking about sex and i don't know how to do it like mm. and, and i try to just like cast the net and if they don't pick up the bait then i move along because i'm like i need someone who can talk about sex with me like does that mean you need to slow down about talking about sex or is it just that um you talking about sex acts as this filtration system to like weed out a lot of people who you weren't going to work with well anyway well that's the question i've been asking myself a lot because i think i think i think it is i think what if it's both though because like i think there are some people that i could probably get along with really well that are just a slow burn right but is a relationship like something that you want to just get along with real well or do you want to like know, find people Billy. who are like close to good matches oh like, no what i <laughs> what i mean is though like what if and this is where I, I mean i'm i'm mostly single i've had i had one boyfriend 22 to 24 then i had that boyfriend i cheated on and then like broke up with because i was very full of guilt for a year and, and that then was the when i was 25 and then the master. Well, and then I tried to date that couple long distance via the phone. Technically, like we were technically together for six weeks, but it was like not in person. Yeah. So that's so that grade together. Very sixth grade <laughs> together. But but such a hugely formative relationship for me, because, again, when you when you enter a polyamorous relationship and you don't have a ton of information beyond what some pickup artists have told you, which includes advice like, well, if your boyfriend doesn't want you to date other people, why don't you see if you can like invite him to watch you fuck a girl and he just sits in the corner and then you can like open up his mind. Like that was some of the advice that I got that I was just like, I don't think that's going to work for us. I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't I, into it. Like that's the right. thing. Like I, I, I end up finding people that I terrify. And so, sure. so I think you're right. Like I'm probably single because I'm really bad at filtering. And then I don't have a ton of energy for it. I didn't say you're bad at it. I'm oh, saying that it acts as a filter. No, I think I am bad at it. Okay. I am bad at filtering. I filter for the wrong people, for the wrong things. And then I get tired and then I don't. And then I'm like, I can't date at all. And then I give up and, and I call my master. So so what do you mean you're bad at filtering? Because like to me, it sounds like you are very open and honest about your sexuality and that maybe that intimidates some guys. But mm-hmm. then what I'm trying to say is that I don't like good if they don't want to go on the second date because you were talking about sex too much because maybe that guy just wasn't a fit in the first place. So that's what I'm trying to say is like I just feel oh, like yeah. you're you're having to go on less unnecessary second and third dates which acts oh, as a filtration system. No, it takes a lot to even. So here's the thing. This is this is what it is. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out bluechew.com. 
Bluetu is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at Bluetooth.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. I... I don't love going on dates with randos that I don't like. Like, I have to really like someone to give them my one-on-one divided, undivided attention because okay. I have so much art that I'm trying to create. I jam-pack my days. I'm a crazy workaholic. I've been thriving in the pandemic because people don't bother me as much. <laughs> and I don't get the same i i'm more likely to get exhausted by a night out with someone i kind of like and feel like it's a waste of time mm -hmm. whereas i know a lot of people experience that as like energizing or fun or at least mm -hmm. you get to know someone i have to have like enough work and work completed and money saved for that to be fun for me does that make okay. sense hi it's billy Presida, the guy interviewing your beloved y.o lee I'm going to super duper quickly tell you about the Man Whore podcast, and then I'm going to let you get back to listen to Wyo, I promise. Back in 2014, I started interviewing my past sexual partners about why we didn't work out. I had this weird problem at the age of 24. Women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. I'd done Craigslist bukkakis, blindfolded meetups with strangers, and even tried speed dating. But whenever I wanted things to get more serious, the woman always told me she wanted to keep it cash. Seven years later, I invite some of the top sex educators, porn stars, queer performers, dating experts, and comedians to have open and honest conversations about love, sex, relationships, gender, and butt stuff. And I still occasionally chat with my blasts from the past. So if you're digging this conversation, do go subscribe to the Man Whore Podcast wherever you listen to audio. And hey, I promise I'll only interrupt you just like one more time, and it'll be super short. Now back to the show. I'm bad at filtering because I also have an incredibly flexible relational sense of people. So mm. I tend to not be attracted to people based on looks. It's more about feelings and words and communication. And are they going to reduce my anxiety enough for me to be excited enough to have sex with them. And if they can really help me reduce my anxiety, and this is why I like kink so much, because I know the rules. I don't have to worry about what's happening. I don't have to worry about if they're just not telling me what they want. Mm -hmm. 
that's the only time I can have orgasm is if I'm really, really, really relaxed and tr feel trust. Sure. So I'm not heavily incentivized to go out and fuck people unless I'm in the mood for an experience, which I do like to do. But I also appreciate a lot of things about people because I'm very poly hearted. So I'm more likely to be like, okay, I don't want to like date you as a one-on-one -on -one person, but like, do you want to be lovers? And then that gets me into a lot of stupid, time-wasting, tricky situations that throw me into this loop of like, I am bad at dating. I am bad at filtering because I could. So, for example, my most recent lover who I had to like wish well and wish away. We I knew love that. That's such a magical yeah. way to say you kick someone out of your life. It's like, I wish them well and I wish them away. That's I learned that a... from my friend Eden Malin. She's a wonderful actress who now lives in Brooklyn. You're me, like but, a walking, but... talking like children's book, but like a sluttier <laughs> version. Like somebody no, somebody told me I talk like Berenstein Bears was written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a really, really great way to characterize how you speak. I just... Uh, um. But, like, is that so bad to, like... Uh, it, what I heard from there was, speaking as you, is I heard I enjoy a lot of various types of connections ranging from like intense romantic or kink to like casual lovers to like, yeah, I'll watch you jerk off on FaceTime. Like I oh, just yeah. feel like you have a range of interests. I'm not alluding that last one to anything in particular <laughs> at all, uh, so, but it just seems like you're very open to things. So like, do you, yes. are you, and so, can, so can you fine tune that to like, I guess what I'm qu my question is, is the filtration, is that bad or is it just that the guys that you are allowing to be in that ecosystem didn't work? Because it sounds like a system that in theory works if you have the right people in it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's oh, I have so many thoughts I'm excited to share Please. with you. So the questions that you just asked me are the questions that I'm asking myself all the time because I'm very much figuring it out. Do I need to say no to more people? Do I want more of a primary partnership? Is this relationship with my master supportive enough to keep me feeling anchored consistently? Some days I feel like yes, and some days I'm like, oh, shit, no, I'm lonely. Um, but because I'm such a workaholic and I, like, love the work I'm doing, and it's so hard for me to meet someone that I feel compelled enough to, like, merge my life with in any significant way. Like, I haven't I haven't met anyone in five years that I'd be like, yeah, let's live together. I've never lived with a partner. I, I love people as they are, but that, like I was saying, you know, there are different boundaries that I have because if I'm, if I'm dating someone who can't take care of himself well enough so that when he's tired and hungry, he lashes out at me in a way that tells me explicitly that I am not sexually attractive to him. That's a person that doesn't belong in my life. So I wished him well and that I wished him does, away. That guy doesn't sound like he belongs in it. Wait, doesn't sound like he belongs in anyone's life. Are you saying he would get so hungry he would call you ugly? <laughs> Did I hear that right? Kind of. Well, I don't know if it was just hungry. I think he there may be some mental health stuff going on. Sure. And I have I don't know if this has been your experience. Have you been online dating during the pandemic? In addition, uh, like, are you not, looking for I new mean, partners? Look, I've no. got a glory hole that sometimes yeah. people from Reddit come use. But so I haven't. Uh, but not, not OK. Not, so you're not, not for swiping. Several, not for several so months. <laughs> my I have stopped swiping anywhere because my big takeaway is that most people are currently experiencing a level of anxiety that just makes them too 
exploded in their brains to yeah. connect deeply with a new person. There's also like a pandemic. Like maybe that's we what I mean. Need yeah. to get, we don't need to get so many connections right now. We don't need to spread, you know, anything right now. Totally. Like. Totally. And my, and as a person who would be looking for just one connection, I found it incredibly energetically draining to, to do the looking. And so I, I think that my issue with filtration is that I just have a very, small threshold for what exhausts me emotionally from other humans and i spend most of my emotional time interacting with guests and you know listeners on instagram or OnlyFans, and i and i can barely keep up with i mean i can't i'm always like a month or two behind on email like i get if it's time sensitive or money related i respond and if it's not then it usually takes me a couple months to get to um and so in 2021 i'm hoping to you know, add more nudes and sex stories and like good night messages to OnlyFans and try to make that more of an income stream. I mean, we'll see. I'm really excited to play around with it. Ooh, ooh. And I'm painting too. I just have a new series, a nude series, a I new was nude ask, series. Are those behind you uh, things you've painted? Yes, yes, yes. So that's the other thing. When I was in South America, I got this. This is going to be so woo woo sounding. And I, oh I will just say for our listeners, I've been in Los Angeles. This is for 13 years. So I came here for college in 2007. I went to film school at USC and I've been here ever since, except for the second half of 2016 when I was walking around South America trying to collect little pieces of my soul and put them back together and, and figure out why why the sexy Colombians and Ecuadorians and people that I met along the way, like we had such romantic times, but my body was just like off, turned off. So so it was while I was there that I realized that I had a lot of self-loathing and that I deeply wanted to paint. And it was like just this idea that came into my head and I couldn't stop thinking about painting. And every time I saw a painting, every time I went to a museum, every time I, I mean, I went to the little Exito, like the supermarkets and bought watercolors that I carried around in my 35 liter backpack because it was such a strong feeling. And part of the reason that I came back is to Los Angeles. Part of the reason that I came back to Los Angeles is that I wanted to paint and have my resources and have my ability to make films again and build that framework for the rest of my life. Mm. And then for some reason, I got really excited about painting circles. I love the moon. I love looking at the moon. I guess I love boobs a lot. So that's the latest series. It's You're, called Fucking Abstracts, and it's like fi- I'm painting circles. I know, I know. Yeah, I the, put these like- paint, these, she's got two. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about those. I was talking about the the microphone. Uh, oh, the circle behind uh, the two oh. paintings behind you. They're but, very like simple and soothing and boob like. Yeah. And then, yes, I guess your boobs yeah. are also there. Like they're very soothing. And I forgot there are boobs kind of on the screen. So many, and so it's it's just so funny because I. I'm just like now obsessed with circles. Circles Mm. are like related to sex for me so much because of holes and cocks and everything. I mean, everything is circles. So um, now I'm painting boobies and cocks and I'm calling it fucking abstracts. And it's just like a messy version of. And so it's a way for me to make Instagram friendly art for the Sex Stories podcast next year. Okay, that's because they can't because they can't take down my abstract paintings. Fuck them. So so when you got back from South America, what what else did you learn about your yourself that okay, you've been taking so, into your sex and dating life right before i left for south america i had like super hot passionate exciting sex with the first guy i ever brought home who i met at a party and i liked him so much like i thought he was so cool such a nice dude and he would send me these like romantic letters while i was traveling i saw him when i got back in january 
and our sex was so mediocre. Like it was like disconnected. Like it had been fantastic. We'd, we'd slept together a couple times before I left. Like I think I met him just maybe six weeks before I was flying away. And so I was confused about that. And so then I slept with another casual lover friend. Like I have I have a lot of like long-term loverships or pre-pandemic. I did. It sounds like, people... like you're just a very good friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say at this point, I think, oh, there's one couple I haven't slept with that we do want to sleep together at some point. Like we just can't, like our schedules haven't lined up. And then, and then sometimes they don't ask me clearly enough and I don't get uh-huh. what's happening. But I had sex with a couple, a couple that I'm very good friends with that I was my first threesome sex and I would see them off and on. And then another friend who I would see off and on. And I just, with my, with my two dude friends, something was missing with the couple. They tied me up for the first time. I was like, I've always wanted to be tied up. And so they just tied my wrists with a tie. And then we all took turns doing, doing it to each other. And I was like, I want to see what it's like to be tied up by someone who like really wants to tie me up. One of those, and one of those like rope freaks who know, you know, oh, the Eagle I Scout still, knots. no. Okay. So I have yet to meet a rope person like, but I would love to meet a rope top who wants to tie me. I would love to see what it's like to go upside down. Mm-hmm. I love getting like held really tightly, not like squeezed so I can't breathe. I mean, a little bit of choking. Yes. But I'm not a person that likes to pass out. That's too dangerous for me. Um, what am I saying? So, yeah. So that's what flung me into the Internet when I was like, OK, kink. OK, fat life. But truly, I had no context for a DS relationship or what power play was or what a power dynamic was mm-hmm. other than I want someone to tie me down. That's where yeah. it all started for me. And, and you just say, you know what? This There's a thing I'm curious about. There's a thing I want. I'm going to go to the Internet. I'm going to type in some words. I'm going to see where it takes me. It seems like yeah. you have a very um, natural curiosity, not just I'm about so like, sex, but about life everything. and people and everything. Yeah, Everything. I want to know everything. Yeah. I and dated so- a guy that was just like, why? Why do you care about people? And I was like. I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, today, I, I don't know how anyone could care about people when we've watched capital P people not care about anyone else. But that's another yeah. that's another conversation. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, so you so you meet this master. It was that just through trying to find a rope person. Well, I wasn't specifically looking for rope because I didn't know that was a thing. Like, okay. I didn't know there were subsets. I didn't know there was latex. I didn't know about like, I knew about butt plugs, but I didn't understand how toys could be kinky. You know what I mean? Like, and used on a submissive. And okay. um, Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. 
A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. I just knew that I wanted to explore BDSM. <laughs> like, I had learned that th that's what I was looking for. You had four letters to work with on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wanted someone who would tie me up and, and fuck me. Yeah. And... I'm, it just so happened that, you know, the first person that I messaged with that wasn't a total, uh, boundary crossing person right away, you know? So are you um, saying you had a bunch of those first? Yeah. On FetLife, <laughs> yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell, explain to us what, like, uh, your first day as a lady person on FetLife kind of looks like. Why don't you tell us? Oh, man. I, so honestly, I've blocked a lot of it out. I just remember the feeling of it. I remember getting, <laughs> getting inundated with messages wondering if i was in over my head and after i realized that i liked this guy and was sexually compatible i deleted that profile mm -hmm. like like i maybe maybe made a new one actually that life is the first place that i used the name wyo oh. <laughs> um, so that's kind of fun and but then i deleted that profile so I, I don't have it anymore but uh yeah it it was a lot of people assuming that I wanted a lot of really extreme things without checking in with me. And I just find that so repulsive. And I, I really just think anytime a person assumes sex is available to them from somebody. And I mean that also in partnership. I, it's been a long time since I've been in a long-term relationship, but I remember being with my first boyfriend and I was terrible at communicating in so many ways. I've come a long way. I still have a long ways to go. But I was especially unskilled at communicating when it came to sexual things. Like, I was the person that in the bedroom would be like, no, not like that. <laughs> you know, like, but it's also because I have an extremely sensitive clitoris. And how many times do you have to tell someone I'm really sensitive? And right. if you're just going to mash it every time, like, what? what, you know, and I'm 22 and I don't know how to talk. Right, and, right, and and he's twenty two, and he doesn't know how to like empathize. Exactly, uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and for him, it's an ego thing, and it, and so we're both just like, ah! um, you know. And so, I just think that it's always important to make sure that you know. And when people are like, "Oh, I knew," I'm like, "But did you know? Mm -hmm. Did you really know? Did are you sure? Like." You know, sometimes it's clear, sometimes it's not. I'm like, wait, why don't we just err on the side of, like, confirming? By because the way, it, yeah. it shows the magical way you look at life where you're like, all these guys on FetLife just assume that, like, sex was on the table and I want all these extreme things when the reality of it is very much more likely, like, all these dudes don't give a shit about what you want. They just want to throw their fetishes yes. at you and beat yes. off. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like you gave way too much credit that there was, like, even a thought about what you wanted. And that's, like the horror show <laughs> yeah well and and that's a lesson that i continue to have to learn over and over again you're too and optimistic I, you're too positive you're too nice why i don't know how to you rewire my brain on, to come on out no to literally want to rewire Billy. your brain come move to yeah. brooklyn okay you'll get cynical and negative no, and here's surly what, real quick. here's what happens when i go to new york miss can i help you do you need do you need directions are you looking for some people are so fucking friendly to me wherever i go can I give I you some to directions York. to my penis? Because uh, I... 
No, men, women, old ladies. Like, I thought when I shaved my head that people were going to, like, be scared of me because I was a badass. But, well, like, you fit in more. I, people are friendlier to me than ever. Where, and then when I was in South America, people would just stare at me because I'm a, a tall, blue-eyed very white. alien, very white person. <laughs> they yeah. like, they're, like, they're going, Dios mío. Uh, it yeah. is a, I, I will for never most. forget going to the barber shop in Lima, and they just, the eyes were so wide, and they just did not. They were like, and I was like, uh, Numero uno, like because I was I didn't know how to say, and they were, and then they didn't. I guess they had different numbering systems because I was just trying to tell them how long I wanted my head shaved. Uh. Um, so silly, <laughs> but 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 I'm I'm very 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 privileged. I don't know if I don't know about God or angels, but if they're real, I definitely have guardian angels. Mm-hmm. There's so many situations I've been in that should have been so dicey and dangerous, and you know, like like I'm the the chick that's like. Oh, this boat ride comes with a snorkel tour. Great. And then we, you know, I get on the boat with all the other people and we get off the boat and he's like, okay, here's your snorkel and mask. Come with me. And I come with him. And then I realize the rest of the boat isn't coming with us. And then he takes me through a forest to a secluded beach. We walk to the end of the beach and he asks if I'll put sunscreen on him. And I do. And then he puts some on my back at the spots I can't reach. And then we go snorkeling. And, you know, he kind of has his arm around me and I'm like, oh, I can swim. Like, maybe I can swim better without your arm. And then, you know, we get out and we start walking back. And the thing that actually was the most dangerous about that entire situation is the sand was black and sparkly. I got distracted trying to take a picture of it and a fucking log washed in from the ocean and hit my ankle. And then I was limping for a week. But he just like led me back to the rest of the group and it was fine. That was such a scary story. Just be, and I think, That's, I hope, I yeah. hope other people were terrified because we were like, oh, I think we all know how this movie ends and yeah. it doesn't end that way. But there's still something negative. But we were like, 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 I think a lot of us just breathe the sigh of relief of like, oh, thank God she only got hit by a log. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That yeah. was, we all thought that was going to go a different way. But then way. I was like, an injured prey but he like was like are you okay do you need help and he was like offering his arm to me you know and the same thing so then two nights later i was like limping up the hill back to my um little cabana and this police officer motorcycles by and like slows down and talks to me in spanish and i've only been traveling for a couple weeks so i don't i don't know how to talk and and like i say a few words but i'm like so excited to practice my spanish and then I get to my hotel, like they're like the gate outside of the little cabanas there in Taganga, Colombia. And he's like waiting there on the motorcycle. And I'd like, I think I'd like said I was going to my hotel or whatever. And it was the only one there. And so I was like, oh, this police officer wants to, is going to the same place. Maybe he's there to check on something. And so like I go in with my little code and then he like kind of follows me to my cabana. And then we just like sit on the porch for a while and he keeps talking to me and like eventually he's like, can I come inside? And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go get like he's like showing me music videos and things. And that's when I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. And it was dark, like there was nobody else around. But like I didn't catch on for a while. Do you just always assume that dudes are being nice to you and they don't want to fuck? Like, do you just always assume that? Why why are they so nice? They couldn't possibly because be because they want to use me as a sexual object. But 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 there's (laughs) so because I am rejected so often, I actually don't assume that everyone's trying to get sex all the time. Because when I'm like efforting to try to go have sex. 
sex. It doesn't really happen. And when a police officer but is But when you there, get hit by a log and you're limping in right, South America, right. a foreign country, they're like, oh, all of a sudden I became so incredibly attractive and vulnerable. <laughs> no, but it wasn't. But it wasn't until he like followed me to the porch that I was like, oh, wait, this is weird. Yeah. Like my brain just doesn't. It catches on a little bit too late. And then I want to like diplomatic the situation for some reason like because because i also don't know what it's like in a foreign country to be like leave me alone now and i also didn't have the language skills but i was just like oh no i'm gonna go get an agua like at the main part of the wherever other people were and so i was like do you want one and he's like oh no 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 and then he walked the other way on the path like i went up to where people were so well Glad you made it out of South America, okay? And 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 so so back to the FetLife, you know, search and like you 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 match up with the master, you delete the account. So now we we describe what all the horror show dudes were like. So what differentiated this guy from the pack? Not oh, just like as a yes. connection with you, but just no. as like someone's. I if I'm, I I say I ask this question for like dudes listening who eagerly want to be respectful and sexy and themselves and like have no idea what to do. So what did this guy do that like differentiate himself from the rest? So I will just say, first of all, as a Dom, he set my expectations at a level that I consider healthy and safe that no other person claiming to be a Dom on the internet has yet met. Here's what he did. He told me what he was interested in. He checked in to see if I knew my own boundaries yet. He didn't assume. Actually, he this did is online on FetLife. Online. Is this, this is okay. this is when we're messaging. He we like had conversation. He made it really clear that he was in a don't ask, don't tell marriage to make sure that I was okay with that. He checked in about my level of experience. I told him I was brand new. Mm-hmm. He told me the types of things that he was into. He set off my red flag by calling me good girl. And at that time, I had no context that that's like a nice thing to say to submissives. I just thought like and and I would and I would say that's probably not a thing a dom should do if you don't have an agreement with someone like you shouldn't assume you can call someone good girl. And I have sent like we've since talked about it. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. And I was like, no, you shouldn't have. But Um, another way to do that could have been like, do you like being called a good girl? Exactly. Asking. I would say in conversations since with people that I know are doms, once I talk to them a little bit, I like getting called good girl by them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they I don't think they've necessarily checked in, but it's just because I didn't have any context early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he also took charge of the situation without assuming he knew my desires. And what I mean by that is he initiated the conversation about health and safety. He initiated a date to meet up. He didn't make, you know, he behaved like a dom. I I don't understand the number of people that I've swiped on that claim to be doms, but then like act like little boys waiting for their mommy to drive them to school. Like I shouldn't have to do every fucking step for you. Because they're not actually doms. They're just selfish. Exactly. Uh, Or they're just abusers. I don't know. You know. There, there, yeah, there is a spectrum of those dudes who uh, range from just selfish assholes to abusers. But yes, like it's a similar be you know warning sign yeah. behavior. Which, by the way, like, there's a for the guys there for guys. There's like these fake doms, right, who are just selfish or abusers. And then like in the women world, like there are women who claim they're subs, but they're actually just lazy. <laughs> like, like they're like. <laughs> well, they, so that was my think... big fear. I was like, wait, like I, I like couldn't allow myself for a long time. I had to be like, wait, you really don't mind if I just lay there because. I have the most powerful orgasms if I am strapped down 
and I'm completely still. Mm-hmm. Like, like for my body, like there, you know, and I think <laughs> I had very early, like I had, because I, I had so much, I've had a lot of sexual energy my whole life. I had very early alien rape fantasies that I didn't know were alien rape fantasies. And it's not like an anal probing thing. I just created a context in my mind where I could explore the excitement that I was feeling in a scenario that is not going to happen. But like I would have like, you know. Or you think it's never going to happen depending (laughs) if you're a truther on the. Well, I keep asking the aliens to come get me because now I would be very into anal probing. I have become such a butt slut. So that's the other thing that my master did that was really great. He was so clear about everything. And then we met up for coffee and then he went through in person in detail you know, his past experiences, his past relationships with other subs, like what it's like. And then we agreed to meet the next night. All at like a Panera bread. No, we met, we met at, we met at Verve Coffee in West Hollywood and it was very, is it a coffee place? I'm just talking about the fact that like, because like like when I've had to help organize gangbangs for people who ask me for them, it's like we also would like, we would meet at a coffee shop and then like in front of other people who are just working or going on way less cool first dates, (laughs) they're just all like, what the fuck are they talking about? And we're like, we're just living our lives. Oh (laughs) no, I talk very quietly and discreetly because I'm shy, but I have a very distinct memory of sitting at this like outdoor bar area that overlooks like the fancy Beverly Hills area and like salons and things. And just to our right, like one stool away were these two ladies, like, you know, the attractive Beverly Hills made up, but in yoga gear with their baby strollers, like sitting near us and he's like talking to me about like anal fucking and all of this stuff that I like haven't really experienced properly. And I remember sitting there thinking like, Oh God, I don't know if I'm going to like all of this, but I'm so curious. Also, I wonder if these ladies can hear us. And then he also ran into someone he knew. So then I was like, I don't, did he plant someone? What is this? Is this a scam? Like what's happening? Mm. But no, he really did just run into someone he knew that was a dog sitter. (laughs) Whoa. Isn't YO awesome. If you think I've been awesome too, do make sure to subscribe to the Man Whore Podcast wherever you listen to audio. You could do it right now. You've probably already got your phone in your hand, so what are you waiting for? Just search Man Whore, one word, and smash that subscribe button. Now let's wrap up with that adorable cherub of a human, Wyo. Well, I'm glad <laughs> that's been going on. It seems like that's really opened uh, you know, your eyes to things. And you oh know, doing a hundred or I guess now 100 plus episodes of of sex stories. It sounds like when you started the podcast, you were in a little bit more of a sheltered, not as knowledgeable place. Is that well, right? I was nine months into the sexual relationship with my master when I was when I was like, I have to start this podcast. Okay. And that was because of the Aziz Ansari Grace scandal. And I'm saying Grace with quotation marks, which was like there was this whole controversy where it was like, People were like, no, she just had a bad date. And people were like, no, he's an aggressor. And it was like a really heated conversation. I remember just like watching both sides and thinking like, this is the wrong conversation. Yeah, like we don't, little, we don't. It was a lame talk. <laughs> it was a lame talk. And I was like, oh, our society is broken sexually. And that's, that's where I was like, wait, I have learned about explicit communication in sex that's opened up my whole world. What if I could bring that to everybody by just hearing more about their experiences? And then like, I can tell them about how much I learned because why don't vanilla people talk about things with words out loud? And oh my God, I'm, you know, and I embarked upon a lifelong journey, like a mission really that I'm uncovering about, you know, trying to smash sexual shame and just getting curious about how we all experience things so differently in the world. It's Mm -hmm. baffling to me, but also like wonderful. 
And what have you, what would you, what were some things you've learned over the course of a hundred episodes of hearing people's sex stories? It's always so wild to me how similar and specifically different we are. Like our specific differences, like the details are often so rich and unique, but the overarching theme that I hear over and over again is I had the best orgasm ever when I felt safe. I was able to live out this fantasy when I rejected the shame of my childhood. I, you know, like these stories of uncovering freedom and self-assertion as they grow. And so like in that way, I think so many of us have things in common. And the messages I get from people all the time, which I'd be curious to hear if you receive similar things where people are like, oh, my God. I thought I was the only crazy, horny, pervert weirdo, but now I hear more people's stories and I don't feel so alone. And that's my favorite thing because I'm like, I know, me too. Mm -hmm. I thought I was just like a nymphomaniac because we're taught to add these, we're taught to diagnose disorders for people, for women especially, you know, who are obsessed with sex. We're taught to diagnose really sexuality at all that straight yeah. deviates from the norm, you know, anything that is deviant, quote yeah. unquote, behavior. We're like, well, there's got to be a class, uh, you know, a, a medical classification for this. And and then once we find one, then we have to like fight real hard to get it out of the DSM, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and I didn't realize how much that was related to the current morals of society. I just finished listening to Esther Perel's State of Affairs on audio book which oh my god fucked up my brain and heart you have yeah so i haven't I just, read it yet but I, I have it so i listened to it on audiobook while finishing these commission paintings for clients because it's just before the holidays and i got some last minute orders and it's the first time that i felt scared and guilty about my relationship as a submissive mistress that's you know it's a relationship that is a don't ask, don't tell. So there's permission, but there's not a lot of, there's no knowledge of the specifics. You still get to feel like you're this hidden mistress, even though it's on the up and up. It's per their agreement, but per their agreement, I am still very much a secret. Right, right, right. But like what I'm trying to say is like you get to like still retain some of that secret sexiness of a mistress while like not having to have the guilt that like you're not supposed to do it. Well, I didn't conceive of it that way until oh. I read this book because I was like, I'm just supporting the marriage. And like, and I, and I, it, it really wasn't until listening to it that I was like, oh, I am, no, he's using this as a mistress. I'm totally an escape for him. Like, he literally oh. gets to come to this tower dungeon, like my beautiful artist loft in downtown LA. Should I say downtown LA? Yeah, it's fine. People know I live in downtown LA. You know, like, I'm such a wonderful escape. I love worshiping him. I really am obsessed with this man's body. Like, I've never felt so drawn to a person in so many ways before. And he's two and a half decades older than I am. And it was supposed to be a relationship with where that would create a boundary. And we've totally smashed my original boundaries, which were don't say I love you. Don't ever talk about leaving your family for me. You know, so he's he's done both of those things. He initiated the I love you's on our one year anniversary and everything. It was right after I'd slept with a kinky couple and he got jealous. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so over married people being jealous, like in a way that's it's fine if you feel jealous. I don't want to I'm not criticizing feelings. I'm so over married people feeling jealous and not being able to take responsibility for their own feelings for sure. when you're when you're like dating 
another person fuck you <laughs> so why did y'all uh why'd y'all stop seeing each other because obviously like now you you've referred to it as like oh we're seeing each other again so what happened in between was it just covid or was it something else no no no. it was long before covid so after we said i love you he felt like another level of possession and then we were fighting a lot i'm very conflict avoidant slash i can't can't imagine you fighting <laughs> oh i'm a great fight i mean like i i'll go i have a destroyer mode like i stay really really calm and i try to logic and talk things out with like emotion and care but when someone shuts down and, you know, goes into battle mode, then I turn into a destroyer and I destroy people okay. like I'm a destroyer. Vicious. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason it's my fear around that. I think that also keeps me single because I and I'm learning how to communicate a lot better. I am learning so much about communication, like I'm doing deep dives on all of that. Um, so so that's part of what's allowed us to start seeing each other again, because for a while Basically, we shifted from one perfect year, which I have journal entries of and I'm turning them into a book. Like that's one of my patron things is like I read the sexy journal entries from our first perfect year. But to the day, our relationship started to crumble because it went from being like this heightened, unspoken love that was just so delicious to he started saying he wanted to marry me and that was not going to happen. He so he's clearly not leaving his wife. That's okay. not on the horizon. And I don't want that from him. I never wanted that. I was never asking for that. I don't need that. I would love to keep looking for primary partnership or some sort of nest partnership or like a couple that I can dip in and out of, but be anchored to this person whose cock I'm obsessed with, who beats Aww. me so nicely, who, you know, <laughs> but then he goes through phases where he can, he's not able to be consistent about the type of attention and every time and now listening to esther perel i'm like oh i'm seeking consistency and ease and the thing that keeps it alive is the volatile up and down which i don't have energy for um so we'll see how this keeps unfolding because i'm you seem I'm, you speculative i thought yeah yeah no i mean we so here's the thing we had a really really hot reconnection and this week uh, it, you know we've plateaued again and so we'll see we'll see you know we'll i mean see, we'll it's see. not and by plateau i mean like our baseline of really nice kinky sex but mm. i don't feel the transcendence that i do you know when we're freshly seeing each other again oh, and i think part of that is because i get taken for granted really easily like i have a lot to offer and i give it so freely that men in particular although i still haven't dated as many women as i'd like but they do appreciate me more but dudes tend to take me for granted because they're like, yeah, oh, of course she likes my cock this much, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, all right. Not realizing like, well, there, I are, do. there are a lot of, there are a lot of cocks that look like that cock and can act like that cock, but like, and they're, that I like they're, cocks. They're, sure. Right. Exactly. Like but that's like, like, that's, but the you know, person attached to that cock is the thing that makes you go to that one in particular. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and they have to treat me like a friend. Like you can't, like at yeah, a very sex bare is not minimum, an excuse to just like treat someone shittily. Like you still gotta yeah. treat them like a half decent human. Exactly. You <laughs> and especially if you want to keep fucking them, don't go out of your way to make them feel sexually repulsive. Duh. Like you fuck, fucking idiot. Um, yeah. So. Well, Wyo, um, do you have a little extra time? Maybe we can talk a bit mm -hmm. about your OnlyFans for a Patreon bonus episode. 
Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do that. All right. So uh, Patreon folks, you're going to uh, $5 and up folks. You're going to hear that episode come out tomorrow. But for now, Wyo, where can people find you? Where can they find your pocket? Plug all the things. Okay. So everywhere on the internet, I am at Wyo Lee. That's W-Y-O-H-L-E-E. So I'm WyoLee.com on Instagram, on Twitter, OnlyFans.com slash Wyo That's all my personal stuff. Sex Stories is sexstoriespodcast.com you can find it wherever you get your podcast and follow us on instagram at sexstoriespod although i haven't been posting there lately because instagram is just i'm gonna shake them right well uh wyo uh thanks so much why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody thank you so much for having me you have an audience of lovely humans i'm sure and i'm so excited to uh be here (laughs) let me do a better outro No. No, okay, fine. (laughs) Ooh, I hope you have thoughts, I hope you have feelings, and I hope you share them with us in the Champagne Room. The Champagne Room is our supportive, sex-positive Discord server that anyone can join, and you can let your thoughts be known about episode 363 with Y.O. Lee at com slash discord. But if you want to tell me something a little personally, maybe you kind of want to rant off a little bit in private. Maybe you just can't figure out how Discord works. You can always shoot me an email with your comments, your questions, your criticisms at manwhorepod at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at TheBillyPresida. I'm on Instagram at BillyIsPresida. And you got to type that whole username out because I am Shadowband. Currently on both platforms, uh, I'm just, I'm doing great, everybody, doing great. If you're going to give me one gift for Christmas, I would love it if you would not just tell a friend about the podcast, but if you would post about the podcast. If you want a nice, clean episode you can refer them to, give them the Maya Diamond episode. I think there's like no talks of butt fucking in it. It's really safe for work to talk about. <laughs> and do be sure to give me a tag. Of course, if you want to see something a little naughtier, a little mm, a little more risque, you know where to find me on the OnlyFans. It's free to follow, and I'm a cheap whore to play with. Come on by to OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. Uh, oh, and Patreon people, I dropped an extra bonus episode. I know I've been behind, so I did a little, uh, <laughs> a little story time session. I uh, told a little story of my visit to a certain uh, adult bookstore out on Long Island. You can call it, uh, we'll call it a review of Show World. You can become a member uh, and get access to that, as well as 200 other bonus episodes, including Y.O. Lee's, which is out tomorrow at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Next week, we've got Dr. Marianne Brandon on the pod. Uh, she is a sex therapist. We're going to begin all up in that topic. Very fun stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your holiday season. I hope you were safe and at least attempted to be smart. Simply testing is not enough. You have to like do like lockdowns and tests, probably like multiple, uh, like at least a couple of tests with your lockdown and preferably didn't fly. But hey, who am I to decide? I'm kind of giving up this fight. <laughs> I'm just going to try to protect myself. Well, I stay slutty. It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now, Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. 
enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout. Lover, I'm Billy Sexy, and now you know what I sound like when I'm the guest. I hope that this share encourages you to get to know your fucking awesome selves, even if it's just a little bit more. And do remember to go subscribe to the Manwhore Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, his merch on manwhorepod.com is kind of awesome. There's a Statue of Liberty holding a cock and some cute undies. Go check him out. Find him. Instagram at Billy is Follow him for free on OnlyFans at Call Me Billy. And if you like this bonus episode, go find him online and just tell him he's sexy. It will make him blush. And go check out his adorable blue eyes. A regular episode will be out tomorrow. Holy fuck. Oh, that's another thing I like about him. Oh my god, I just realized this as I was like doing my outro. I like that I can flirt with Billy, like hard flirt with him and tell him he's and has cute blue eyes and all of these things and like be sexy with him. And I don't have to worry that it will give him the wrong idea or that it will cause a boundary crossing. That's fucking sexy. I just had a little outro epiphany. So a regular episode will be out tomorrow. Uh, holy fuck. Oh, this one is so good. It's so, I mean, they're, they're all so good, but uh, this is another good one. In the meantime, go tell a sex positive man whore in your life how great they are. Any sexy human will do. Doesn't have man whore. However, they identify. I don't know. If you identify as a man whore, I'd be curious to hear and heard from you. And as always, remember to share sex stories. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.